0: So Clay, we've uh, complained about it endlessly. The Voyager and Enterprise had terrible cold opens. I, mm. I think where do, now now I had a whole thing lined up here about what I was going to say. But when does the cold open stop with this one? It stops right after they fire on the ship, right? Harry fires on the ship, and it cuts to black at that point. Uh, There's nothing else, oh, right? That's they don't. A great question. They don't water it down. I was going to say that this is a good cold open for the first time in a long time on Voyager, but if they go into a scene where he like gets sent to sickbay, which I think doesn't no, happen in the cold that's open. That's
1: after. That's after the credits. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good.
1: Because yeah, I, I I felt the same way. I thought it was a pretty good cold open.
0: So yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, memory alpha here now. So so it ends with Kim raises the shields and fires phasers without orders, claiming that the vessel is charging their weapons. So. It was a good cold open.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. I it was honestly um, this episode in general uh, for the first ten minutes or so had me had me guessing. I wasn't entirely sure. I, I immediately I immediately thought it was just going to be a time loop thing again. Uh, I was not expecting it to be. I assume the episode where Rick Berman. Uh, cashed in his right of prima scripta.
0: Back from his long Labor Day weekend, Drake Berman came <laughs> into the office and said, "Boys, Michael, good. Michael,
1: I was at the gym, you know, watching women as I do, and I just had this thought: Don't you hate it when they're so hot they're scary?" <laughs> Like, is there something there? And what if we made the doors, Michael? The doors. What if we made them all look like vaginas,
0: <laughs> Michael? Have you have you heard Have you heard me play my my rain stick that I picked up in the Aboriginal <laughs> Aboriginal Mountains here? Don't you
1: Don't you hate, Michael? Don't you hate how you know women? How you just you can't trust them. <laughs>
0: Lots of psychosexual stuff going on in Favorite Son, which was confusing to me. I kept Googling Fortunate Son, which is an Enterprise episode. <laughs> and Voyager got the the lesser title, I think, where they got Favorite Son. Although I think this came out. It must have come out before Enterprise. It had to have. So this is Favorite Son. It's episode. Well, you tw- know what Favorite Son
1: would say if it saw you Googling that, if it could respond to your Googles.
0: I know. It would it- say,
1: it ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't no Fortunate Son.
0: Listen, we, we've got the patron comments coming up, and I know that I could not do Boys are Back in Town, <laughs> but I can do Fortunate Son, so I'm, I'm ready for it.
1: You know, isn't it funny that they never say Fortunate Son in the song?
0: He says Fortunate One, right? It says yeah. Fortunate yeah. One, yeah. Which is a good Voyager episode title. Voyager One, is or is Fortunate, fortunate one. one is a better one. Yeah. Yeah. Voyager, episode 20 of season three. We are slowly making our way through the third season. It aired on March 19th, 1997. It came uh, out, no, that's all there is. It was written by Lisa Klink, great name, directed by Marvin V. Rush, which is a great director name, in universe date 50732.4, which is 2373. In this one called Favorite Son, Harry seemingly learns both that he is actually a member of the Delta Quadrant race and that his, quote-unquote, his people want him never to leave his new home. That's a terrible blurb. Let me read that again. That's pretty bad. Harry yeah. seemingly learns both that he is actually a member of a Delta Quadrant race and that, quote, his people want him never to leave his new home. Wow, that one needs chat GPT. Uh, we'll get to maybe that at the end of the episode. Anyway, this is the... Uh, this is the third of three in the Trilogy of Terror Clay, which I'm going to remind you, even though mm. I'm sure you don't need reminding, which started with Darkling, which was the Evil Doctor episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I gave that a two, you gave it a one. Rise was the Elevator Planet uh, from Hell episode with Neelix and Tuvok on the space elevator. We both gave mm-hmm. that twos. And this is Favorite Sun, and we're going to get to what we give it, but this is the one where Harry Kim goes to a uh, planet blue balls and gets ASMR <laughs> to death. And I don't know if I would
1: call it planet blue ball, blue balls. It seems like he it's death by snoo snoo on this planet.
0: Well, he never, he, he, and no one else That's on this true. Planet he specifically is yes. planet blue balls. He, he back rolls himself across the bed to escape any kind of sexual situation <laughs> that he might find himself. in.
1: the other guy, the other guy goes out like that scene in scary <laughs> movie.
0: <clears throat> he does. He is, um, he is shooting dust that by the end of his his stay. Although that guy, sweet haircut on that corpse, though that guy that, that was um. Well, I guess we'll get into the predictability of everything about this, but this is apparently the third of the trilogy. I mean, you can get into the specifics, but do you think that the past three episodes have earned the title trilogy of terror in your mind? Um,
1: I do not think that they have been uh, heads and tales worse than a lot of other ones we've seen yeah um i am going to go out and say this is probably the worst one
0: i'm thinking Uh, about it i I don't i was wondering where you stood i don't know if i if i i am there
1: i I have to my my reasoning for that is just that there was nothing like it was just so ultimately like predictable there was yeah this was I saw a couple things online saying, "Oh, this is like a TOS episode." It's like, I mean, in that it feels like it's thirty years old of a story that you yeah. can kind of see coming. Once I realized what was going on with the, the the women and stuff, I'm like, "Oh, okay." Well, obviously, this is not going to end with him staying on this planet, and there's something going is going to go right. awry. You know what? I actually thought, <clears throat> I thought this would be a great lower-decks episode because I feel like there's enough. They can play into the goofiness of what they're doing here in a way that this show can't right like I, I imagine Boimler in this situation yes, instead of yeah. Harry Kim yeah, and I think you know and you have uh, uh Mariner there be trying to poke holes and everything that's going on. like I think that that makes a much better use of this story because in that in a in lower decks it would also be playing up how this is such a cliche of a Star Trek type story, or I mean, they yeah. literally, as if it, as if they, it's almost like they needed you to know that they knew that this was not an original story by specifically talking about the
0: Odyssey at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah you're not getting I get it, guys. It. Yeah. 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 They, they don't think very highly of their audience. I, cause lower decks would have also benefited in that you don't have to explain the hypersexual female planet you know because it's just a joke in lower decks you can just it can just be their thing but here voyager has to explain it so yeah the only the only background story to this or the background like production is that um originally the idea was that harry kim was legitimately supposed to be an alien from this planet so like the the premise of it was not going to be a flip-flop that they do later on
1: that honestly i i as i was watching it i was kind of thinking oh i mean if they fall through with this that's kind of interesting i mean i mean i guess well it's (laughs) because i i I thought that they were going to follow through with it for a second and my my thought process was oh that's kind of interesting for a thing they're never going to mention again
0: yeah and it it comes into the um it kind of feels a little bit i don't know if redundant but it feels like uh, a lot of the episodes in like the first season which were better episodes but they felt like it was a kind of like How do you slowly lose crew members, kind of situation? Except they're never going Mm -hmm. to lose a main cast member on it, so you know that they have to escape from it somehow. But the only problem with that premise is I I have a hard time imagining what the actual conflict is in that story. Yeah, I mean, it's he just wants to go home. He wants to go back to Voyager.
1: (laughs) I can't decide if I want to stay here with these hot ladies you're or go back to being a captain mommy
0: being an ensign on the ship.
1: The honestly, the most interesting thing in the episode was that weird dream he has where that's he that's awesome. Has awesome has some dream. sort of, yeah, ed- Edipal captain mommy situation going on in his subconscious.
0: I liked his, uh, his hardline Asian mother. Who's like, you're not studying hard yes. enough. Harry. Kim. <laughs> that was good stuff too. I like that. I like that dream sequence. I actually thought it was a pretty good dream sequence. um, yeah. It, because it was so detached from everything else that went on. I was uh I found this one to be the reason the reason I wouldn't say that this was as horrible um why it wouldn't be the worst is that I found it I found it weirdly relaxing to watch. Like there was like okay, there was sure. like, there was like nothing going on in it and it's it's about getting massages basically it, it's it really is like it felt like an extended asmr sequence yeah, or something yeah. like there was just a lot of like rub, gentle rubbing of chest and stuff like that and like when she's putting the oil on his face it's like it's very calm and soothing and i thought it was so stupid that it, it kind of held my attention although like Based
1: on a true story about my (laughs) third wife, who was my second masseuse.
0: (laughs) Drained me of everything. uh, Up until, you know, I, I thought the intro was interesting enough. That got me to the middle where everyone is like rubbing chests or whatever. And it's like, okay, whatever. Maybe Harry Kim is actually an alien. And then it got to the like once, you know, once the alien ladies have to start working very hard, you go, okay, well, what's up here? And as soon as he walked up to the door of that guy, I was like, He's gonna be mummified inside. Yeah. You know, it's just like you you know he's gonna be completely sucked dry by these succubuses and that's gonna be the end of it. But for for like I, I think at this point, just to close the loop on it, I, I think I would have to say that like I think maybe Darkling was my least favorite, although it's tough. I guess the the larger point is that I didn't think that these trio of episodes were any worse than anything voyager has been doing recently. So it's not... I don't know why it suddenly got this moniker of uh, the Trilogy of Terror, but...
1: Which... uh, What was the middle one? Rise, right? Rise, Um, the
0: elevator. Yeah.
1: I None of them are memorable. Like, it's not like any of them are like, oh,
0: wow, I want to watch those again. But I could say that about most of the season.
1: I, I think I would put this at the bottom mainly because darkling has the bonkers factor that i could like if, yep. if people if they were like what do you think of these three episodes i'd be like as eh, uh they're kind of forgettable but darkling i would say watch just because of how crazy it is yeah but the other yeah. the other two or you know rise is really nothing to write home about even though i gave even though I gave it a one, yep. I would probably recommend that's the one to watch of the three of them.
0: Yeah. I guess I I kinda liked the bonkersy ness ending of this one, where it's like it's sort of it's kind of creepy. It's not super creepy. It doesn't completely work, but I yeah, I like that. It's really just to get like into the media episode, what I found most weird about this one is that this one felt like it was ripe to be about something. And it just, Voyager's like, no, we're not going to make any episodes about anything whatsoever, so don't even bother. Like how, you know, they end it with that Paris and Kim talk, right? Where they're mm-hmm. like, I want to be like you. And he's like, I want to be like you. The, we, we complete each other. This is a good thing. That, that wasn't anything. We to, don't need Terry and episode. Harry. Right, we, we have we, each other. We got each other. So hold me tight. That that wasn't in the episode at no, all. No, not at all. There no. wasn't any, they, they definitely don't deal with any kind of like... um Sex or gender dynamic? There's nothing there. They don't do anything with the aliens that are like trying to attack these aliens. They're just kind of a a thing that's out there. Yeah, they
1: don't even they don't even really explain that. No, because, they, just don't, they just they just
0: don't like them. They they've heard rumors or whatever they say.
1: They they have that moment where Chakotay for some reason becomes the voice of everybody watching the show where he's like, "Are you guys like in a war or something?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, I wouldn't say that." They just they just don't understand how we live here, and I'm like, all right, fi- as long as it's not another civil war, whatever, and then then when they talk to the other ones, when they actually talk to the aliens, he's like, they're just they give us the willies yeah, it's, it's and that's really pretty cranky. much it yeah
0: yeah i was i was um I was thinking of you because I thought when the vo- when Voyager goes and uh talks to those aliens and then goes back to the planet. I was remembering your hatred of unnecessary movement and Voyager just putts around and goes and talks to different people and returns to the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know what I mean? Like this felt like if you want to make a TOS comparison, I feel like there would have been something, it it would like, this is not the obvious allegory, but like there would have been like a Vietnam allegory in it. Right. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be, there's a sex planet here where Kirk is getting rubbed down by these aliens. There would there would have been some kind of metaphor going on. About, what do you mean, Michael? The sex is the Berlin Wall. All, How much clearer can it be? It's all we're here for, and it's all that we're metaphor. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I and so in, in that way, I can understand why you think it's the least successful one, just because it's so devoid of anything, but. I thought it was strange, even for Voyager. I thought that this was a strangely empty episode that was completely lacking in anything that it could have been about.
1: Yeah, I f- I just found myself, you know, as it started, I found myself going, "Okay, is this gonna? Is this a time loop thing? Because he is he, he knows. gonna be experiencing yeah. this thing?" And then they start going into it, and I'm like, "It's funny because I I kept thinking back to like other episodes of the show, assuming they were rehashing stuff because the first thing I thought was time loop." And then the next thing I thought was, um, oh, is this about like someone from the planet is putting memories into his head or some bullshit like that, like they've done before? And then, uh, (coughs) excuse me, then they did the, they start, once he gets down to the planet and they start giving him, feeding him that line of bullshit, I thought, oh, this is actually, is this actually just the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Mm -hmm. where they... Are planting these <laughs> seeds that they are then going to as soon as they got into that part about like we have we've planted our seeds all over the, the cosmos and you will feel an undeniable pull to your home world we yep. call it the gathering um yeah i i was like okay all right these are just whatever these people are it's gonna be <coughs> evil and they just didn't subvert or zig where they usually zag in any way and yeah. It it's just like yep the sexy ladies are evil. Right, he's got to get out of there. He's gotta get they're out. gonna fuck him to death.
0: They've got a shield, they've got a shield around the planet. What are we gonna do?
1: It's, it's uh, they don't they they uh, they don't have a grail, but they have a grail shaped beacon that they forgot to turn off. <laughs> it, you know, it was just like uh, it, 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 there was nothing. They didn't. See do anything interesting it was just pretty much yeah they're evil or evil's not the right word but you know what i mean yeah they're they're, they're yeah, bad kind harry of harry kim yeah, is yeah. gonna gotta get out of there and i, I guess we need to come up with something for voyager to do so there's another alien race that they gotta sort of fight but not really it's i don't
0: know you know what i thought was actually the most successful moment in the episode just because it did something that i thought was uh kind of risque was was harry kim's great escape plan when he's cornered by the two women in his bedroom and he ties one up on the chair and gags her and then oh you mean
1: when he when Eric turns into walcott from deadwood for a second
0: <laughs> yes. when he when he completely I, that was getting borderline i i was i was i was concerned that the show was going to cross into a pg rating there from g for whatever reason but then mm-hmm. then when he just clubs the other one over the head with like a chalice and then uh, makes his escape i i I like that moment just because it did get dangerously close to, you know, what I thought that they were trying to play with, which was this like super sexual stuff. Because Mm -hmm. maybe my biggest praise about this episode is I thought everyone, for material that was really subpar and just involves people rubbing each other's chests, like I thought the actors actually... Look, didn't look too embarrassed doing it, which was like maybe kind of short sure, praise. Yeah. But I thought that they did fine. Harry Kim is not a good, uh, or Garrett Wang is not a good actor uh, on the show, but like he was trying. But it just it, um, the reason I like the chair sequence is because of that. It felt it was like the the actors were into it. It kind of felt like it was kind of pushing a boundary in some ways because it's it is sort of referencing sNm type stuff or at least like some sort of dom submissive thing and maybe that's interesting but it ultimately is just a plot for him to escape after he cracks over the head and has to run around in the the office for 10 minutes yeah it would
1: be a much better more interesting episode if harry kim was just his sexual fantasies were just too intense for them and they're like you know what
0: Maybe you go back to your ship, Harry. It's, we don't it's, uh, <laughs> it's the opposite of that Enterprise episode where the the crew went to Riza, and we were making the jokes about how Riza was too much for trip. Like he just he was talking a yes. big game but was gonna get there and but yes. Harry Kim is just pent up the, the other way.
1: Yeah, he goes in there, one lady comes in, the second one comes in, and he just whips off his robe and he's already got <laughs> he's, he's already got his chastity belt <laughs> on, ready to go.
0: So did you um This is one of those episodes that, you know, because there's nothing else going on, I'm kind of focused on the plot. And I thought that this was a, maybe it's a marker of it's not the worst episode I've ever seen because I I think about it and there's a ton of like weird little plot issues in this one, but I didn't really care because it wasn't grabbing my attention in a way that I, or I was was soothed by whatever was going on enough to I wasn't really going to care about it. But like they have a... um, they have a, a bit where Tom Paris tries to hit on the ladies, and they're not interested in him. Right at right, the very start, yeah. but why? Why is that the case? Right. Good question.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. That that doesn't make any sense.
0: Right. They they should just want any males who show up there to be part of their little their little scheme. Yeah,
1: I I feel like they're they're you know to quote a famous phrase. I feel like they're going a long way for this ham sandwich. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when they could just like put a big glowing sign above their planet that says hot ladies right me- no by. men you know <laughs> yes no. i don't know why they need to project project uh viruses into their dna that makes them think that they're a different alien race or something like that yeah and it's just
0: you yes. know. <laughs> <coughs> excuse me it is um it's super cool because the the that plot only makes sense in the original conception of the idea, right? Like that Harry actually is that there's no real reason the way you would want to do that in the first place. But like, but they know, you know, they know everything about Harry when he shows up and there should be no Mm -hmm. reason why, because he's just a random infection that shows up on the door, but they know like that he went to earth and things like that. There's, there's no reason that they should know any of this information. Um, it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of like the the sloppiness of when you have a script that does one thing and you change it into something else, and you don't have time to make any adjustments to it.
1: Yeah, it's it's um, it's an odd. Th- it's it's strange that it made it so far down the line. I'm assuming with with that conceit still built into it, and then they decided to pull it out, and you you don't really. It's one of those things where yeah, you don't really. N- Think about how much it actually changes until you see it all put together. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's all. It's all,
1: and it's even even that that original conceit is again. It's like, what was the plan? Were they going to leave him there, or was he just going to go back to the ship? And then if he goes back to the ship, who cares if he's an alien? You know, right? Now yeah. he's just got spots on. He's got head spots for some on reason. His head. Yeah, but unless I, it gives him, I I could see it being interesting if it was if it gave him like, um a better understanding of where they were in space or something like right. he, he became a better navigator because of it or, or whatever. But it's like, it's just a, it's a change for the sake of a change and it doesn't really add anything.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Him, him being the alien, <laughs> e- even to the episode itself, him going back to Voyager, I have a hard time imagining what the conflict there is, you know? So, um, anything else about this one? I've got one huge question. Sure.
1: Because it really opened my eyes to something that I didn't know was uh, uh, was a possibility. A <laughs> yeah. Possibility. Um, babies know how to hold their breath underwater when they're born instinctually.
0: Yes. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah. Really. Yep. Huh. I mean, I guess I never thought about it before. I guess it kind of makes sense, but that's uh, what a <laughs> what a weird fact <laughs> to rattle off. What,
0: what a great clinical trial to have there to, to determine if that. Yeah, because they can be. Yeah.
1: How do who how do they figure that out? On purpose or by accident?
0: Uh, it must. I mean, it must just be instinctual, right? Because you, yeah, you know, like even if you're older, if you're a couple years old, you wouldn't recognize that you have to breathe to survive. But if you fell into water, you would probably instinctually hold your breath in there for as long as you yeah. could. Yeah, yeah. I assume babies are just the same way, but yeah, they. Because what's the other fact? They can recognize faces, which is true, and um, they can hold their breath. Yeah. But yeah, I wish they, the doctor. That's the Nirvana cover, right? They threw the baby into the, the water, and he's yeah. yeah, he's in the water.
1: I wish the doctor had followed that up by saying, "Which is why, if you've noticed, you can't ever successfully drown a baby." <laughs> he's
0: just he's just holding, giving a, a baby a, a swirly in the background as he's talking to to Harry Kim about this stuff. Yeah, and babies um also don't what is it? What is the, they don't like. Uh, they don't like faces that are not their own race or something, which is interesting. Uh, like interesting. When they're newborn, yeah, it's like they and they say there's no such thing as systemic racism. There's not. The babies were taught that. <laughs> Ibram Ibr- <laughs> X. Kendi's anti-racist baby. Uh, you can you can buy yours through our link. Um, anything else about favorite son? Uh, there's no Tom Paris stuff. I mean, I just it's weird that Paris doesn't like.
1: Shouldn't it be a Paris episode? Well, at the very least, I feel like he should weasel his way down to the planet or something, and and right. be See part what's of what's going the, on. Yeah. Oh, the only other thing is one of the uh, sex ladies is uh, um, Terminate. Justina the yeah. Terminatrix yeah. from T Three. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's a big step up for her. Uh, yeah, she's the one that is. Uh, she reveals the plot to Harry. She's not really yeah. one of the main ones, but for some reason, she describes what's going on to them. Which is, yeah, the one who who comes in when he's discovered the yeah, discovered uh, the, dead the corpse. Guy. Yeah, the desiccated. I had to look that up. I didn't realize that that's what desiccated meant. I thought I, I think I'm confusing desecrated with desiccated. Mm. But desiccated just means to be sucked dry of things. So, or liquid, I suppose. Um. It's crazy what one <clears throat> a difference, one letter can make. It is, yeah. Although I think <laughs> it's more than one. I've been, I've been desiccating graves all wrong, I suppose. <laughs> um, anything else about? No, not really. I just, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's a final point, kind of wrap-up thing. But I've just, I was really just surprised that it wasn't about anything. It was just really confusing right. to me that it's just how can you, how can you be so sexy of an ep like you know quote-unquote air quotes sexy of an episode and not not do anything with it did you find the um did you find the sexiness sort of different in this i'm using air quotes around sexiness i'm gonna stop saying it but like i I didn't find it particularly a sexy in a real sense episode but it's trying very hard to be sexy it's a very 90s um pure moods,
1: real sex on HBO type sexy, where Mm. it's like, where it's like, you know, lots of Partially open robes and nary a bra to be found. <laughs> yes, a lot of uh, plunging necklines and things like that. I, I like, like if if this was lower decks, that guy who's been there already, yes, he would come walking out and his robe would just be open and his dick would just be <laughs> right. Out, you know it would just I mean? just like be that, like that, that. The kind the of vibe. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need some more pixels. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I was i found it to be unique and and i feel like voyager is one of the differences about voyager is that kind of like if you're going to describe it as like a 90s sort of casual pg sexiness like voyager likes that stuff quite a bit mm-hmm. um comes, i think
1: the show is sorry i didn't mean to
0: cut you off great. well like the the other aspect of it is like the uh the Bally's Fitness Club thing that they have on the holodeck this season. <laughs> yes, you know th- that's it's kind of the same idea. Is that this is a little bit more overt in that there's actual touching, and the other one is just um, women in bikinis walking around. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just the fact that if the show took its concept more seriously, I I would understand this. And it wouldn't seem so strange, but it's strange because Voyager's crew acts as if they're just the Enterprise in the Alpha Quadrant doing missions all the time. And there's no there's no overt mention of like, Jesus Christ, I've been out here. What's the Fargo line? I've been out here for like seven days. I'm going crazy already. Like there's, yeah. there's no sense that the, the sexual frustration is anything that's within the characters. You know, like there's no... Tuvok's married, for instance, but Tuvok doesn't have the focus of this episode. Paris is not this Paris is supposed to be this like ladies' man, but he's not pent up and frustrated. Harry Kim is like nothing. There's no description mm. of what Harry Kim is supposed to be. So it's it's funny to me that the show goes so hard into this Burman influenced if if maybe it is Burman influenced, like sexiness stuff without actually getting to the reason why this would make any sense within the show i'll tell you there was
1: a lot more stage directions but they just decided not to shoot them for reasons i can't get into for uh you know legal reasons i'll be working as
0: all the stage hands on this one boys <laughs>
1: <laughs> if uh, if you run out of oil come to my office <laughs> i know i know leave the door open. <laughs> the button
0: doesn't work it's just a gag that's it for favorite son i think <clears throat> We have a lot of comments on this one. I I would just like to
1: make sure everybody knows, as far as I know, Rick Berman is not a sexual predator. (laughs) Once again.
0: As far as we know, but there's a lot that we don't know whatsoever. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our coverage of Favorite Son. That's the end of the Trilogy of Terror. So we are now going to move in our patron thoughts, which if you go to patreon.com slash the Penske file, you can leave your thoughts about upcoming episodes and we read them. I'm going to be sending you a few more than normal clay just because my voice is sure. dying. Unless yours is dead too. You're getting over a cold. No, I'm fine. I'm all right. I, I also feel
1: like the the Lower Decks version of this, the twist at the end would be that Boimler doesn't, like like the people on the planet realize that what's going on the, on the Cerritos is like everybody's just fucking each other constantly. Right, yeah. And they don't they don't need the sex planet. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing where it's like they're like, no, you, you people are too much for us. Yeah, because that's like what what you're talking about. That's kind of like what Voyager kind of should be. Is like everybody should kind of be on edge and probably, you know, well, banging so like, each other. Yeah, it's, like
0: norms should be breaking down. You know, like there there yeah. should be a, yeah. And I think and sexual I, norms would make sense in that way.
1: I feel like they kind of want to get into that stuff because, like you're saying, they do kind of dance around this sort of PG uh, basic basic uh network sexuality where where everybody's kind of horny but they it doesn't really get
0: leaned into that much no. like people it, don't as, mention it it just kind of it just kind of happens in the background it's not it's not something that is ever the focus of anything you know?
1: yeah like on we we were joking about it obviously at the time but like even though it's not um what most people would probably consider as like a sexy scene like, the horniest thing in this show is Captain Janeway's weird Victorian novel right, right. fantasy. Yeah, that's Where it's true. like, this yeah. is not just because she really likes
0: Victorian the turn Whitter, of sure. the screw or yeah. something. You know yeah. what
1: I mean? Or she does, but just not the way that she we think. Right. It, you know, it's like there's something, there's something underneath. That's why I said the most interesting thing is that dream he has where it's like his mother is saying the things Captain Janeway said. Right. And he's like, yes, mommy,
0: <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, that's true that implies that kind of connection and you know if the show had had balls I think it would it would move around in that way because I you know it's another argument another feather in the cap of uh, Voyager should be the show to be remade because I think that yeah. there's there's stuff that they could have done with it so could, could they do that like do you think they could just
1: go you know like eh, fuck it let's just remake Voyager
0: probably right I don't, probably, think, they, right? Do I don't you think-,
1: think they ever would <laughs> I I think in doing that they've you have to admit that the original one wasn't was really, flawed yeah yeah and yeah. I I think they um this is a I don't know if it's because this is a franchise that um, has captains mm. that even though they're fictional characters demand a certain level of respect sure but I don't know if if you were just to be like we are going to remake Voyager right it wouldn't come off as like oh well. They're doing that because it's just, they don't think Voyager was any good, and you know what I mean. I yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, excuse <clears throat> me. Voyagers, um, the Star Trek shows are kind of all parts of a tapestry at this point. So right, it's like yeah. picking one to remake doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense because you're like, oh, that's part of the you know people who love Voyager. I'm sure part of the charm is that it kind of it sucks. Basically, like, you know, <laughs> they'll they'll have a better reason for liking it, but like or at least the third season of Voyager there's, there's like a kind of like the charm of it is how ineffective it is. And remaking, it kind of takes that away from you. I, I guess that would be the argument too, but
1: yeah, I think the way to do it would to just be
0: come up with a new show that has a surprise similar premise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be fine. Uh, so patreoncom slash the Penske file is the place you go to support the show. You leave your thoughts about upcoming episodes and we read them. This is Kyle Barrett. Clay to you with Favorite Son.
1: Favorite Son. Yeah, I knew I sh- I knew it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, Harry's cock and heart conspire to make a fool of him, but for an episode supposedly about Kim coming to terms with how unremarkable he is, it doesn't hit the mark. The character work is weak, and while the last 10 minutes are fun schlock, most of it is as dull as the gray decor. For a sex planet, it's strangely puritanical with the weird marriage angle. But Kim was too scared to do anything anyway. He could have had his—he <laughs> could have had his cock in her and still not have the balls to fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. He's so boring that when they make love, she has to think of her dildo. <laughs> and I could have sworn that when Janeway sends Harry to sickbay, she says, "Let the doctor ever look at that cunt." <laughs> Howard Hamlin's out of five.
0: Yep. Yeah. Did you find... um, I thought that Janeway was very supportive of someone who had clearly gone crazy.
1: Yeah, she came around real quick.
0: She's like, Harry, I'm sure you had good reasons, but your actions seem to be flawed.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I I was... Surprised that she reacted that level headedly at, at first, but then when it when he when he came back and she's like, "No, you were actually right." I can see that being. I don't know if I would, a hundred percent, change my tune because hmm. there's still something weird going on. But um, but yeah, her, her. I I took her initial reaction as like, how how do I address this person who I do actually respect, but is just acting insane.
0: Okay. Yeah. I. sort of a tangent to that, they have a later conversation and um, Kyle's comment kind of reminded me of that for some reason. I don't don't even know if it's connected, but uh, there is a scene where Harry is talking to Janeway about what's going on and He's like, I've run through all the options. He's like, I've, I've thought about, is this a time travel thing? Is this a parallel universe thing? Is this other thing? Do you remember that scene where he's like, I, I've got kind of to run through my, my takes on what this could be? Yes. So it got me wondering about that. I, to me, that felt like a very big difference between Voyager and its earlier sister shows, right? Like, in the earlier sister shows, and it might just be a point of where Star Trek is, in the earlier sister shows, ideas about what were happening were always kind of treated as this is a novel thing that's happening to us sure. right now. Yeah. And there would, there would never be a character who's like, let me think about whether or not this is a time paradox, or maybe I'm stuck in a parallel. That it seems so meta. And it's so yes. like the show the show is aware that this are these are the kind of episodes that the show makes. And I was really kind of disappointed in that line because it really exposed a difference in the scene in the the series to me at that point. Where I've, I've talked about how like TNG and DS9 took themselves seriously, that to me is Voyager not particularly taking itself very seriously compared to its other shows, its other sister shows. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah. It, it you we are in that weird period where, like, it, th- there just is too much reused stuff. It's that, hard not like, to mention just, it. I feel yeah, bad for there's no the show. way you yeah. can't because right. if you don't, then it feels even more obvious. Lazy. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just uh, uh, Kyle's thing about the puritanical, uh, the weird marriage angle mm, the reminded marriage me. I, I, I really like the scene where Harry's talking to the women, and they're like, "On this planet." Every man has three wives. And he's like, well, where I'm from, we only have one wife. And they're like, what's that called? And he's like, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: marriage.
0: <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> the, the concept isn't different. The, they're using the same terminology.
0: Yeah, they use, they use the same word. That, that was very funny. And why why three wives? That's one of those other like weird, is that an original plot thing that didn't get right? Like, what, what relevance does the number of wives have? And, I, probably... Oh, I have no idea. And why do you have to be married? Like Kyle's point is that it's, right. it's puritanical, but it's like marriage is not the thing that people care about on this planet. So. Yeah, they should have used a different word. They should have used like... Yeah, bond- bonding or something or like Yeah. yeah. Uh, Taxile bear is short. It's favorite son. I didn't mean that in the sexual sense. This is his favorite son. Everyone in the universe is conspiring to make sure that Harry Kim never ever gets to shag. That said, I did enjoy this episode due to the vague TOS vibes and the creepiness. Woodrow says, favorite son, good concept, bad execution. When Harry backrolled to avoid sex, they should have realized the front door to his heart was closed. One RuPaul-approved tuck-in out of five.
1: That was a very, very funny way to get out of this his, his,
0: his athletic uh, roll backwards. Yeah, Yes. That's what my six-year-old does at his jiu-jitsu classes. They have them practice that. So maybe that's what Harry got it from. This is our Kensito with favorite son. Favorite son, this episode is rightly scorned for being
1: ludicrous Rick Berman soft porn, but I do want to mention what a great opening premise it has. Kim fires on an unknown alien vessel, convinced that it is the right thing to do without knowing why. A really good episode could have come out of that, or this one could have.
0: What? Or this really, or this one could have. A really oh, okay. good episode could have come out of this, <laughs> or this
1: one could have. Okay, I th- maybe there should have been a comma, a comma there. I don't know. Anyway, one out of five. One out of five.
0: Another uh, weird plot thing. Could have what? This one could have what? <laughs> we'll never know. Concedo died typing that comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this planet can genetically alter aliens with DNA that turns them semi into their own species of alien and gives them genetic drive to return home to this point mm. in space. They, yes. they cannot genetically engineer more males, which would, seems to be easier yeah, than, than all of that. Anyway. So I'm assuming they, that's, wasn't that the cover for
1: why his father wasn't there? It was because the males, they send the males out into space to space seed themselves everywhere? Is that
0: true? I guess is that. I don't know. Yeah. That's the th- I, I'm assuming not because they, you know. I think they ate them all. They're they're just like the Black Widow planet. They just they eat all the males. Unfortunately,
1: this does it does seem like one of those societies where clearly they have spaceships, but I'm not really sure why. Yeah, I yes you know? yeah I'm, like they 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 have enough to f- fight the other aliens, right? But not and enough I to just they, go out and
0: get men from them. Yeah, I guess you
1: they know? use those ships to go to other planets and just leave invasive plants behind or something <laughs> I,
0: how speaking of the ships i know this makes no sense but I, i'm constantly a little bit confused about what ships are a match for Voyager and which ones aren't a lot of the time you know mm-hmm. they, they always talk about Voyager as this really impressive ship but it it seems to get the shit kicked out of it by <clears throat> random other ships all the time so um, why
1: were they going to fire on them
0: which ones the first aliens that we meet yeah just to kill kim i guess why a, didn't
1: they, you know, explain
0: what was going on? <laughs> that, that would have been that would have been helpful. Yeah, to just say you have a a possessed man on board. And like, how did they know? <clears throat> Could they sent? Do they have sensors pick up his weird blood disease or something? Sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you know that um, the incident that got Harry infected was not actually an episode? I had assumed it was, but I couldn't identify oh, I which also- one. But I also assumed it was. No, it's just it's just something that happened in the off-season. Huh. Uh, Favorite son by Patrick Seba. An entire app spent with Horn Dog H. Kim, whose cock does not seem to have its much-needed vim. Just 10% guys, what do you surmise, would have occurred if he'd fucked new friend Jim? One, chip, one chick absolutely murdered by this fuckboy, excuse me, prisoner, out <laughs> of five. He definitely killed that lady that he hit on the head with the uh the lamp or whatever it was yeah
1: that's another that's another <laughs> lower decks moment where if he hits the woman and they're like whoa what did you do yeah, I, I, it's <laughs> not really that big of a deal di-
0: <laughs> fine go you have to kill people it's the argument about um it's our ponfar far argument about like if you have sex to save a life like is it consent to it? Or, like it's just the, the lower decks thing is like it's just sex like don't you don't need to you don't need to react so violently yeah, i to guess argument. they
1: they do get killed though at the end of it,
0: the ladies or the the guy the guys or the joke. guys yeah. yeah in lower decks. I'm assuming that wouldn't happen, but who knows? why do they have to get killed though? Yeah, you don't kill the cow by milking it to death, right? Yeah, you just keep it's the gotta cow. Be, it's got to be your bull. <laughs> this is Norman Buckwal. You, you could
1: take Harry Kim's. You could take Harry Kim's word for it that these are sex aliens, but wouldn't you rather stick your head <laughs> up his ass to
0: see for sure? <laughs> This is Norman Buckwall. It's got be to be your, your boy. <laughs> favorite son.
1: Favorite son. What's the matter, writers? You just don't know what to do with Harry. Interesting Howard Hamlin cameo seeing this episode recently, but otherwise the women of Castle Anthrax are out to get the virgin, innocent special man, which may be all we really know of Harry. The third of the trilogy of terror and definitely the worst of them
0: One grail-shaped beacon out of five. Knee. Who's Harry Hamlin? Is he the guy that's on the planet? Or Howard Hamlin? Guess. Okay. Let's find out. You can look it up. I can read the next comment. Multiple people have mentioned him, so. Yeah. Jaron Hatch says, Favorite son. I'm starting to get the feeling that none of the writers on Voyager ever got laid. One embarrassing episode of Voyager season three out of five.
1: (laughs) Oh, he's a character from... um,
0: breaking bad played by that guy okay all right so that's fine changeling says favorite son <clears throat> some folks are born made to watch for a who they're red gold and blue and when the fans complain that this episode sucks ooh, they point the cannon head at- can at you lord it ain't me it ain't me i ain't no burman son no it ain't me it ain't me i ain't no favorite son no This episode is predictable, hacky, and sleazy, and I love it. Five, that's right, five Life Force mannequins out of five. This is the idea of Life Force, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We We were
1: just talking about that on uh, Rotten Horror on Patreon, because we we were doing a uh, Toby Hooper movie. That's not a video nasty.
0: It can't be, right? We
1: covered that on Patreon, uh, Life Force. Yeah, Life Force is not, um, but the movie we were covering, Funhouse, is, and we... I was talking about how uh, Hooper got that, that deal with Cannon and just ended up making really fucking weird movies mm-hmm. that I don't think
0: are what they wanted him to do. Was Life Force one of those movies?
1: Yeah, it was Life Force, um, Invaders from Mars, which is pretty whacked out, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which I right. d- yep. is one of the strangest movies I've ever seen.
0: Wait, who directed the first Chainsaw Massacre? Toby Hooper. Oh, okay, all right. But that was before the mid- the 80s sequence is what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he
1: did Texas Chainsaw in 73. And right. then I think, I believe he got a deal with Cannon uh, similar to a deal John Carpenter was going to get mm-hmm. where they would give him a three-picture deal, but one of those pictures needed to be a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, uh, okay. And so he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which is... I, i'm guessing not the movie they thought they were going to get <laughs> but his other seen it
0: his other two choices were to make life force and something else
1: yes invaders from mars yeah
0: all right well
1: there yeah. he goes i don't remember he anything made,
0: about life force except for the girl lying around naked all the time and patrick stewart i'm pretty
1: sure that's what any the only thing anybody remembers from that movie
0: yeah yeah but what a memory Grapple John Zorn says, favorite son, kids, let this be a lesson to you. Monogamous postmarital sex is bad enough. But if for some reason multiple women want to enjoy a honeymoon with you at the same time, this will lead to your death and the grotesque desiccation of your remains. Not even a closed casket will be able to hide your shame. One Vulcan hello, Tuvok's never heard of out of five. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Harry Kim was doing a Vulcan hello. two box. yes. Tuvok should have been backing him. I was thinking. Yeah, he should have. Just looked over at him and gave him like give him fist. a fist. Yeah, just a little fist bump. This give, is. give him the hang loose sign. <laughs> this is Nobody hard.
1: uses the hang loose. I always like the hang
0: loose sign. It's so silly. It is, yeah. It's probably I, I don't I can't imagine it actually existed. It's probably it seems like a smiley face type invention or something of the sixties. Yeah, I
1: only um I knew it mainly because it was uh,
0: the hang loose is just if you make this the phone thing with your yes yeah you just hold but it you just like kind of like yeah wiggle your hand back and forth
1: <laughs> it was the it was it was what hulk hogan did and hold no holds barred that's where i learned it from.
0: oh good good this is artorius with
1: favorite son favorite son more like the cheap version of fatal attraction meets the amazons i guess this is rick berman's version of comparative religious studies into mormonism with a sci-fi horror twist the first part of the episode would have been interesting if this episode was about that. The second fatal attraction <laughs> was a fatal Berman bandage orgy. <clears throat> bondage, I'm the assuming. Se- yeah, bond. <laughs> the second fatal attraction was a fatal Berman. I guess there technically were bandages. They were wrapping <laughs> things around. His, anyway, Berman bondage orgy fantasy whose corpse had no <laughs> chance of vitality, let alone saving. Maybe if it was Paris with better writing, it could have been saved, but there is a better chance for a snowball in hell. One wife out of five. Wow. I did find myself <laughs> thinking, like, what is this going to be? Because in my head, I'm like, this should probably be like the grand shunting from society. Right. But obviously, it's not going to be that. And so it ended up being, you know, your single aunt and her new boyfriend yes yeah (laughs) and their their robes they just bought (laughs) On their
0: trip back from the candle store this is why we don't go to their house anymore samuel s says favorite son fine her new boyfriend who just like never wears shoes Yep. you're not sure what he does for work but he seems to have a little bit of money favorite son fine i'll defend this episode myself get ready is it a great episode no did I, did I feel like uncomfortable? <laughs> well, good night, everybody. <laughs> did I feel uncomfortable during some moments? Yes, but I think the episode does a good job of showing that a man who works beside a guy who broke the warp ten barrier, a couple of former terrorists, multiple telepaths, and a sentient hologram wants to be something more than just the average Joe. It makes sense that Kim would be attracted to the idea that he has a grander purpose than he thought and that he is just as unique as the people around him. And the story fleshes this feeling out pretty well. Plus, the episode is sufficiently creepy. And I think that feeling is something that uh, and I think the feeling that something is wrong builds up well throughout. Three guys getting jerked to death out of five. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a a powerful, that, that's a decent read. I could, I could see that as being Harry's motivation. Um, it's a good English lit justification. I guess I wish that was the point because it is kind of, right. it is bizarre that he does. He, he is the average Joe amongst some sort of like other people who've done tremendous things. Um, but I don't know. That's just, it's not, it's not he textual. Never, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. I feel like
1: they're kind of dancing around it. Like when, janeway's like let's go back to the ship and he's like no i think i want to stay here and hang out um but i mean that could just be you could be interpreted as i want to hang out with these women yes yeah um but you know the thing at the end with paris saying where he's like i want to be more like you and paris is like no i want to be more like you like that's a seems like a, a little vestigial
0: yeah bit of that, of idea. that sort of although idea, paris but- paris is being sarcastic because he's like you're very punctual like, right. He's like, he's like fucking with him. I think, I think he's being
1: sincere, but his explanation, he's undercutting it and being sarcastic. Okay.
0: All right. I can buy that. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, that's a good, um, I, <clears throat> I think it's a good argument, Samuel. I wouldn't, I don't, uh, I mean, I disagree with your rating at the end of it, but I, I, I appreciate the read and that is an interesting read that I hadn't read anywhere else. Point extra G says, favorite son. Once again, we have an episode that starts off pretty well. But once we start hearing that Harry is an alien, we know something isn't right. I don't think that the planet of ladies is really interesting enough to keep things going. Got to keep going. Matt Ross with favorite son.
1: what What if he had gone down to the planet of ladies who are just all sexy and stuff? And he's like, Paris, you are never going to believe what this place is like. They have the best arcade I've ever seen. (laughs) And then all the ladies just start getting mad at him because he spends all his time in the arcade. (laughs) He's He's just there for the zip line.
0: (laughs) They've got endless rolls of quarters. Matt Ross, (laughs) his favorite son. This is the comment from Matt Ross what did everyone what what did
1: everyone's iq drop when they get to the vixen vampire planet i mean they also dress in red paint red circles on people's necks and suddenly harry kim is oddly alien what are you all idiots well at least we see harry get beaten by a big pool noodle by pat tallman and others mm-hmm. two are you kidding me out of five
0: yeah the uh, the beating with the sticks was a little was uh, that was something Got to do it. You think they'd have? You, you think the they'd thing. have? Yeah, better technology than that. Royo says favorite son plot synopsis. Not on- raw. It's not it's te- technology's not sensual. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's, it's, plot synopsis on Wikipedia. Harry Kim is drawn to a planet that is nearly all women. Who thought this was a good idea? One point five out of five. Incel who needs his pants on says favorite son. My favorite Harry Kim episode. It's a low five, maybe a high five. <laughs> what? <laughs> bon. What?
1: Why is that not surprising based on that name?
0: <laughs> well, I, I hope he's, 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 he's uh, definitely giving us all, high, all five of his high. Uh, Vault 13 Hero says, Favorite son, an interesting premise, but went off the rails quickly. I think the second alien race was totally unnecessary to the plot. Question, does Harry Kim know how to fight? Answer, maybe, but not against women, men, or pipes. Three death by snooze out of five. Is Benjamin Espinoza with this comment for favorite son. Ignore the two W.
1: Sure. Uh, favorite son. Okay, hot alien women. Okay, sorry. Okay, you
0: got to learn how to use yeah, these the comments, com- the commas The <laughs> Yeah, the commas are killing us. <laughs> I kn- okay. I know some people are typing on their phones and they don't want to switch it to the other keyboard to hit the little comma, but we're, we're, we're losing the, the plot.
1: Okay, hot alien women, lots of canoodling, and Harry being an uber nerd. I was intrigued. It's a man trap Good until the logic fell apart. If they want his seed, heck, Harry, give it all you got for a few nights, then warp it out of there before the Viagra wears off. But no, we get a mummy and a a nonsense explanation of why they kill the men. If they need them, why kill them? Why no men? My head hurts. Could have been cool, but the writing failed everyone. Two out of five. Yeah. I I do find it interesting that it's like, you know this episode about the planet full of women, hot girls I just want to fuck these guys could have been great. like <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing interesting or new about this. It's just all, it's literally a, like a thousand years old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the it's like that's why you can continue to read the Odyssey, Clay. It's just some stories of timeless. I guess, yeah, some timeless. stories of timeless. Why, um, I am not up on my classical literature. Why did you? ulysses need to hear the siren song uh Did he needed to get through the storm i remember that but i don't know why he needed to hear things to be able to get through oh i don't know i don't remember i don't, I don't know the story that well okay because they say that they have to go past the island with the sirens and if the men hear the song they will be drawn there so he has his crew plug their ears and he ties himself to the mast but I don't remember why he can't plug his ears as well and just work with the crew. I don't. I don't yeah. remember. Seems like a simple, simple solution. He just he wanted to hear that sweet tune.
1: <laughs> it's probably some context we're missing.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't go back to high school now. Um, I took a. Uh, they wanted us to do this like certification thing for work, and there was this course I had to sign up, and it's uh, it was like it's like eight Zoom hour long lessons or something um i was never good at particularly college I, I managed to get through high school doing it but my big failure in college was i just i could not i was getting to a point where i just could not listen to lectures anymore mm. and i had to do this zoom thing and i i had to cancel the whole thing just because i i spent like five minutes in the zoom call and i was just like my god what the fuck like this is just unbearable give me a um Give me like a book or like a bunch of books about a topic I'm interested in, and I will dig deep into Short it on yet. my own. But I just I can't do the the choreographed lesson thing anymore. I'm too old for that nonsense. That's my that's my side plot. The only other thing is that it made me feeling incredibly sympathetic for all the kids who had to, who all the like six year olds who had to sit on Zoom for COVID for two oh, years, yeah. which is fucking absurd that we decided to do that. But there's something about Zoom too. It's even worse than. Uh, A lecture hall. The lecture halls were bad enough. Uh, What am I at here? Benjamin Espinosa. Dialing up Star Trek. It says, Favorite son. Things I would change. One, more people hurt in sickbay than just Bolana. Then I would understand Harry feeling guilty for firing on the ship. Two, don't abandon the original script idea to reveal Kim as an alien. It gives his character more depth. Three, no need for the population to be ninety percent women. Well, you, you're losing me here, dialing up Star Trek. This is taking away everything. I don't know.
1: I just, I don't think this episode's gonna make it to air, fella. <laughs>
0: Four, showed that Teresians are more advanced and cultured because of the knowledge and experience from their children coming home. Five, Harry should have been the first child to not stay on the planet. They learned there are other ways to learn about cultures rather than impregnating alien women. <laughs> Two speckled targets. I just,
1: I just don't know what the point of this is. What are you trying to do here? Who's stripping it, Who? strip mining it from all of its nutrients. <laughs> Who
0: hired this man? <laughs> is
1: this a spec script? No more spec scripts
0: jonas with favorite son does harry kim ever look remotely comfortable around a female i'm starting to wonder if his squeamishness is in character or part of the actor's personality two burnt howard hamlin's out of five everyone gets howard hamlin and then the last comment clay i'm going to send this one to you as soon as i manage to click it i had to look up how to say bob's last name because i think i've been saying it wrong but this is favorite son from bob kester A
1: very silly episode, but I found it raucous fun in a very original series way. And the first dream sequence was more dreamlike than many. My biggest disappointment was that this almost explained Harry's mania to abandon Libby and return to Voyager in non sequitur. But the star date they give means he got infected since the last episode. Three Hmm. murder wives out of five.
0: I don't know if you remember that episode, but I do like that. Some people are attempting to... Uh,
1: are you fucking hide. No, I don't remember that episode.
0: <laughs> I do like that people are trying to retcon those to be together because it would make sense uh, if that was the I, case. I think it's funny. We completely
1: neglected to mention the subplot that Bolana takes a plasma fireball to the
0: oh. face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my... I guess that ties into my, like, random ships just fuck up Voyager beyond all belief, and, like, yeah. you know, she got really damaged. So, I mean, I think dialing up Star Trek made the, like, he needed to see more more death to understand Kim's guilt. I, I don't think I agree with that. Like, I understand that Bolana got hurt, and that's enough of the reason uh, for him there, but I... But, yeah,
1: yeah, it's not, like, the, it's not, the episode's, like, not about his guilt, you know? No, it's like, not, that's but, just, there's no yeah i mean so he fired on the ship and the ship got damaged do you really need more than that it's not about it's not like the the impetus and the thrust of the show is harry kim dealing
0: with right he can't go back to voyager because he's so good. yeah guilty. like
1: he oh he just keeps fucking up on voyager and again lower decks perfect that would be what boimler's deal was right but like harry
0: kim he did the
1: right thing ultimately
0: Right. Yes. Yeah, he did. in In hindsight, hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah. But he he did do the right thing. Yeah. Isn't but, it? Isn't it interesting that twenty twenty is in the hindsight, but the, the here in twenty twenty three.
1: It would have been. Yet we see no clearer.
0: That's than a, we did before. That's a good twenty twenty one New Year's joke that we we are late by two years <laughs> getting to. Hey, it's evergreen as long as we keep moving forward in time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, the the thing about Harry's guilt is that it doesn't even, it's not even really what pushes him to go to the planet at all. You know, there's no, there's there's no reason. Who cares? Yeah. That's it. Thanks everybody. Thank you, patrons, for supporting the show. Thanks for leaving your comments, even if we disagree with you. It does give the show a nice little bit of a kick in the pants towards the end of the hour when we get to talk to you guys about what you thought about the episodes. I think that I'm going to give this one like a 1.5 for an average. Yeah. I think across because the fives I think were non-serious, so I'm going to cancel those out. But uh, it's like a one, <laughs> 1. 1.5. Um, I mean, unless people unless incel is really into ASMR type videos, which is fine. Whatever floats your boat um what are you going to give this one on our scale one to five uh i said it was the worst of the three but i am i'm
1: going to give it a two yeah uh because i think it's while i i find it to be the least enjoyable watch well honestly i didn't really care about the last one very much
0: rise too Yeah. yeah You can always always edit Darkling to be a two if you want this one to be your one. Well,
1: but the thing is, though, I think Darkling is not a good episode. I think (laughs) I think it's definitely a it's it's got uh, bonkers appeal. Yeah, but that doesn't make it a better episode. You know, I'm not going to rate it higher because I I think it's a fun watch. Yeah. Um, but this one is like it's there's nothing. It it this just has two written all over it. You know.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm curious about my so for context I watched this last night right it's Tuesday yeah I watched this last night it was Monday it was the end of a three-day weekend and Amy was working and I just laid on the couch I was tired because we'd been traveling all weekend and I just like sat and stared at the TV as this thing played you know (laughs) and it felt like the ideal episode for that kind of moment in time you know and sure. maybe that's why I, I didn't find it as like annoying uh, or like I'm not as harsh on its rating. I'm also going to give it a two. But I, th- I think it's like in, in hindsight and thinking about it, it's, it's definitely an extremely weak two, really. Um, and, it, you know, it's not the worst. I, I think that the, the stretch earlier in the third season where we had the swarm false prophets and sacred ground almost in a row and Warlord was right there. I thought that was a worse mm. stretch than what these trilogy of terror episodes were you were
1: just watching this episode looking around at your suburban house with your children's toys <laughs> cast all over the floor and <laughs> all the bills you had to pay and then you were just thinking i wish i was a sex planet <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'd give those ladies all the genetic material they could handle
1: what'd you say honey <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing sweetie
0: <laughs> she was gone she wasn't there to ruin my my high that's it uh thanks everybody for listening to our conversation about favorite son which is you know what
1: i thought about it i'd let them kill me i would
0: (laughs) it's gotta be better than this you know what i what i I was thinking was um it did make me think of the royale which is one of my favorites because that also had a (laughs) mummy in a bed and That's right, it did. Yeah, yeah. so I, I it made me think about that. So maybe that's why I'll give it a two because I really like the royale, and this one made me think about perfect, it. Perfect, perfect reasoning. <laughs> that said, I'm going to give it a two. Clay will give it a two, and I'm going to yeah. write that down in our little sheets right now so I don't forget about it because I'm prone to forget about it. Thanks everybody for listening. patreoncom slash file support the show there if you're so inclined. Clay, do you have anything you want to say?
1: Check out Rotten Horror Picture Show on Patreon. We are doing video nasties, uh, as mentioned earlier. Uh, August was Toby Hooper's The Fun House. September will be Dario Argento's follow-up to Suspiria called Inferno, which I'm excited to watch because I haven't watched it in a while, and I re- really like that one, but it's I don't know how I'm going to respond to it now. Mm-hmm. Um, over on Badass, we just finished up season two of Batman Beyond. We're going to take a bit of a break, and then we're going to do Return of the Joker, which is the animated movie between seasons two and three um and uh on the comic book shelves is what's that book called batman Batman, white knight presents generation joker uh number five comes out in september number six the final episode comes out in october which was written by myself and sean
0: murphy and katana collins so check that out and uh yeah that's about it did you ever get around to asking uh sean's wife katana why she liked voyager
1: I have not yet. No, I'm going to be seeing her at a convention in a couple weeks. We're anxiously. Ta- uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good.
0: It's a good bit of data to to pull into our understanding of the the Voyager universe.
1: Yeah, I'll, that'll be that'll be a fun conversation. Um,
0: <laughs> Why do you like this? Show?
1: Around <laughs> around the final hour and a half of day two of the show, when we're just like, what?
0: Well, there's literally nothing. There's left nothing to, to say. Staring at each other. Do you like Harry Kim with a? Room full of attractive women, you're just sitting staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, and she uh, she's in, she writes romance novels, right? Or something? She sure does. Yeah. yeah so she probably loved this episode, I would assume. Yeah. To specifically, ask her about favorite son. I will. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with Before and After, which is a cast episode. So we'll see you next oh, week. Great. Yep. See ya.